1: You hear the sound of those sirens, y'all. That can only mean one thing. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast here on the Chairshot Radio Network, where we invite you to enjoy your day the Chairshot way and always use your head. This is your boy, Mr. Kyle Morris, and I am joined, as always, by the Kenny to my Cota. Mr. Rance Morris, how you doing, sir?
0: I'm good. Can I make an observation? Yeah. Is that a mic on your left? It is a mic on my left. My boy didn't got professional. What's up?
1: Well, you know, I normally have the mic in my office, but I'm letting my roommate borrow the office chair right now because he's doing school stuff, and so I was just like, "Well, let me just slide the mic on over into my other room."
0: My boy has built a podcast studio on the couch. I That's mean, you know, shit.
1: you got to do what you got to do to be a man of the people.
0: I, look, I well, you are a man of the people. You're not a, you're not the sage of the square circle anymore. Because, you know, uh, infringement kind of aside, in
1: <laughs> gimmick, infri- gimmick infringement aside, gimmick infringement aside, let's start the show with some quick hits. The first quick hit get well soon to the legendary but washed commentator Jim Ross. Um, we hope that your recovery at, from skin cancer treatment goes well. And, you know, we just wish you good health.
0: Keep fighting, big homie. Keep fighting. You you don't a lot in your life, man. Don't stop. Keep fighting.
1: Especially over the last decade, like Ooh, you've been hit right. with a lot of shit. So
0: like you know, keep keep hitting them back. Keep hitting them back. That's one of the positives of having someone like Tony Tony Khan on his side because that money long, and he's he's gonna take care of Jim Ross forever. Oh for sure, for so, sure. Like
1: and most- I mean, let's be real. Let's be real. As much like heat and bullshit has been between them, Vince McMahon gonna take care of Jim Ross. Dude. Oh, Oh
0: one hundred percent. Yeah, that man's bills are paid. Yeah, so those medical bills paid with blood. So, uh, and on a flip of the our quick
1: hits, let's take a quick second to give some quick flowers to our man, our king, Mr. King Xavier
0: Woods. Hey man, I was a little, I was a little teary-eyed when I saw my man take Dreams. a sentence crown.
1: Dreams being fulfilled, you know, giving the spotlight to black nerds. I'm here you know, for this.
0: The one thing he said that like really made put the frog in my throat was they, you know, I, they YouTube always does or Twitter always does. you Oh, when he screamed, like, "This is for Breeze," is what got me. Well, that was that that was one of them. But the one that got me was he said he was talking. He was like, "I've never had a single championship. I've never gotten anything." The only thing I ever wanted was this, and like you could see him start, like you could see Woods go away, and Austin was talking for a second, and I like and that that got me, bro. Yo, so, all hey. I'm saying is Kingwood, King Xavier sounds like a great name for the host of a TV show. <laughs> just, just saying, just shout out to G Four. Yeah, uh, and man, you know we're in the world where too often good shit doesn't happen to good people. That is one of the best people I that I've ever heard or seen of in the wrestling wrestling sphere. Shout out to my shout out to my king. And my queen. Shout out to Zelina. Yeah, Queen Zelina. Shout out to her as well. Shout out to her as well.
1: Um, you know, speaking of our king and queen, you know, our king and queen both really became well known to the main audience of wrestling in the same company. And that particular company had a very major show over the weekend. And man, finesse is gonna finesse. Scheist <laughs> is gonna shice. And Impact Wrestling gonna Impact Wrestling. Let's get these 40 chuckles in about that bound for glory.
0: So they almost roped us in, bro.
1: I I know. We sat here in this studio just last week talking about. Are we going to have to buy Bound for Glory? And I said exactly this just last week, Brother Rance. I said, man, part of me wants to get excited, but impact on impact, and they always pull some fuckery, and they always manage to find a way to disappoint you, draw you in with false promises, only to not deliver. And, And lo and behold, this Bound for Glory had all the classic hits we didn't even purchase the show. And we know that this battle for Glory had all of the classic Impact Wrestling hits. A well-booked women's division. Yes. Yes. With a good, solid debut by the inspiration, the new mm-hmm. Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Shout um, Yeah, shout outs to them. Props to them. Um, mediocre. Former WWE guys being used in positions way too high on the card for them.
0: <laughs>
1: um, a world champion who has passed his prime Christian. facing off against a young up-and-comer with a great story being told. Shout out to Josh. They trick you into thinking they're going to pull some good shit by giving Josh the belt. Then... Pull it out from under you with the crowning of a man that they should have crowned five years ago and now nobody cares because he's a piece of shit. Oh, and by the way, way, and by the way, they also slipped rumors to the dirt sheets to make people think that they were about to sign the man formerly known as Braun Strowman just so they could trick his fans into paying attention.
0: It it gets... Deliver. It wasn't just Braun. It was Braun, Bray, and Bronson Reed. Oh, and then delivered not a one, not settle Mary, a single one. So, <laughs> impact, go, Impact, bro. And speaking, speaking of crying people too long, too late. Trey Miguel finally won the X Division Championship after like four years. Like this, this is a this I mean, is a joke. Again,
1: like, not nah, like, with Moose especially, you missed the boat on Moose. Moose looked like he was going to be a redemption story for, like, two and a half years ago. He did. Two and a half years ago, he looked like he was going to be a redemption story. Oh, here's this man with a shitty past. He done, did the work. He put in the work. He became better. He devoted time to the craft, got good at the wrestling, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, we found out that uh, he keeps poor company. To say the least.
0: When your homies are Tessa Blanchard, Chaz and Rance, Ricochet, and, and Casey Catanzaro. Ooh. Watch keeps, the company you keep, big dog. Keeps poor, poor, poor company.
1: And like, ooh, it, you hate to see it. You do. You do. Um, But like, you know, here's the other thing for a moose. Here's the other thing for a moose. And this means a lot. It really does. Man, anybody who's become a big name in impact gets at least a look or a phone call from some other people. Don't nobody ever seem to come
0: knocking on that moose door. Well, Moose and Tesla are the only two in history in the history of impact. Nobody, Sammy Callahan was signed by WWE. Like everybody gets a look, except those two. It's yeah and at least with
1: Tessa at least with Tessa, the history is documented as to why. like we know the, the list is long for why. Moose, I feel like people don't realize as much of his shit as like those of us that are paying attention may realize.
0: Well so the domestic violence situation happened when he was in the NFL. Yeah so that's been so long from now that a lot of people don't either know or have moved past it, for whatever, good or bad or different. But the company he keeps, and it's not just the company he keeps, dog, because, like, that's bad
1: enough. But it's also the things that he puts out into social media. The doubling
0: down, yes. Yeah,
1: it's one thing that you keep shitty company, or it's one thing that you were friends with somebody or whatever, but, like, when people rightly call out the shit about, like, associating with Chaz and Rance, he still defends this dude. It's like, nah, dog, your homie is a convicted, registered
0: sex offender. And the crazy thing is, dog, I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to be a person to say somebody can't change. But even if he could be the best human being alive now, he still ain't got no fucking business being around no damn kids. None whatsoever. Ever so like so that's what drives me crazy, like people going out of their way. You really want to stake your reputation on him? Yeah, yeah.
1: Of all the things you want to like put it on the line for, you gonna ride out for this? Nah, homie, nah. You know what I'm
0: saying? It's crazy. It's crazy. There was a point, you know, back in the indies, Apollo Crews, aka Uha Nation, and Moose were a tag team, the two-man nation. People was like, "Yo, Apollo ain't got nothing on Moose. Moose is next." People were even saying WWE signed the wrong person when they signed when they signed Apollo. I'm pretty sure they're happy with that decision. I'm
1: <laughs> pretty sure. Old pretty sure. So, but I mean, the moral of the story, y'all, and you know, we said it last week. We'll tell you again: never be fooled by impact. All you need to remember. You can you can put lipstick on a pig, y'all. You can you can <laughs> put lipstick analogy. on a pig, but that pig was still founded by the Jarrets.
0: That that's even better analogy than I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> the, pig, <laughs> the pig was founded. Doug, double this is Double J's promotion. Like you know, what they out Double J, Double J when they finessed him out of his company, and you were twice. Twice! Twice! Right, they finessed him out seven. of his company. I forgot about the Global Force days. Good point. Twice. Twice. So, there were a couple things about the show I wanted, about impacting the show in general I want to dig into. First and foremost, I want to get your opinion a little more ish in that final story, because it- Yo, if it wasn't
1: Moose, that's a really great final story. Right. Like- Legitimately. And, and I know people are like, oh, the way nah, dog. Like sometimes like the shit that someone has done or is involved in is enough for me to be like, "Nah, I would like this so much better if it were literally anybody else. In Number one. But number two, I met what I said when I said this was three years too late. Absolutely. I met what I said when I said this was three years too late. Shit, you could have still got away with crowning moose last year. Mm-hmm. He was carrying around the other TNA title.
0: When before, one had the match. Yeah. You could have got
1: away with it even then. But it's just like we talked about with um, Hangman last week and how if they don't do it now, you've missed the boat. It's just like we talked about with Braun Strowman when they finally made him Universal Champion. And it's like, yeah, but he lost six times and nobody gives a shit now. You've yep. lost the boat. Moose, you missed the mark by about three years. And what makes it so unfortunate is Josh Alexander's a brand new star. Yeah. Like you had literally just created this brand new single star. If you're gonna use a hyper heel, you gotta use someone that's already established. Problem is, they ain't got nobody that's already established because they even chased away EC3. He over there at Ring of Honor now.
0: It's it's bad, man. Now it is and it it's crazy because the story could be so good. It reminds me of a few a decade back now almost when um they did the Bound for Glory series and Bobby Roode won mm-hmm. and he fought Kurt and everybody knew Kurt's hamstring was hanging on by like a piece of thread, some some duct tape and some chewing gum. Mm-hmm. His it was so bad his hamstring was black. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. yeah, and Kurt won the match. And then the next, that very next show, uh, the live uh, impact on Thursday, whatever day it came on, James Storm got the match. Yep. And and won. Beat him. And Bobby finally turned heel and became the it factor. And it was probably the last great run Impact's had with Bobby Roode as champion. And like that, it feels very much like that, only that the star made is going to stay face. Josh Alexander is fantastic. Um, I've mentioned this to you in, in the thread, and I, I'm i just curious on air if you think it would have worked or not. If they would have put, in the moose spot, if they would have put Big Cass, formerly known formerly as Big Cass, Debbie Morrissey, I think it would have worked better because, one, he's a new star. Two, he has the gravitas of being on the big show. And he's not... he We know his past. I think he's done the work because we he's come out, he has legit actual issues he's not a person that just made bad choices he had legit issues that he's worked on clearly it's you're right. done the work. you're right i uh, think that would have been a better
1: choice so i i think it might have nece- i think it might have been a better choice in the sense that you're right that would have created a new star um but i think the issue they would have run into there is morrissey is not renewing his contract with impact because I think bigger companies I think bigger companies are going to come calling. I'm not saying he's going back to WWE, but like I think he'll have bigger opportunities in either, you know, ROH or New Japan or AEW or whatever. Um, so like I don't foresee him re-upping with Impact. Um, number 1, but number 2, I I think it dilutes the moment because he would be too fresh of a star. Like this is too new a star. Okay. So you need someone established. Yes. I think for it to have the gravitas, like the thing about Moose is Moose has the gravitas. It's just past the time to do this.
0: Okay. So With- then So then in your estimation, if we're gonna go this route, and I think it's a dope route if you do it right who would you have put in that position? So looking at, like, the the issue that I have is
1: looking at who's on that roster, they have no one. Like, yeah. that's the real issue is they have literally nobody. Um, You know, realistically, like, um, in a perfect world, like, in a perfect world, perfect world, this is what I would have a heel Ethan Carter for. This is, he- like...
0: Even Good. Jay, Jay White, you know, he's been doing the back and forth. Yeah. That'd have been cool. Even though Jay's a bit babyface at this point, but that would have been cool.
1: But yeah, something like that, where it's just like, okay, this is an established guy. He is a top guy. And like this moment still has its like gravitas. Um but you know, it I'll give them credit for trying something different. It is one of like you know, if it wasn't for all of the other things about Impact, that on its own would not be worth these 40 chuckles. But man, you take it as a collective whole.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's, let, let's add to the chuckle. The, the second part I wanted to speak on was my biggest umbrage or qualm with this, was Josh should have been Kenny, not Christian. And love Christian, respect to Christian, great year, great comeback. But Christian is not Kenny. And Chris it should have been Kenny taking this loss. But apparently, as of this Saturday, first and foremost, they had to move Mount for Glory to nine PM Central Time because Dynamite was on Saturday. So a paper review of the year. The time of their
1: biggest pay-per-view of the year, a paper they were having on a Saturday,
0: to 10 p.m. Eastern, y'all. 10 p.m. Eastern. The people on the East Coast don't even For watch the fucking West Coast show. basketball games.
1: For Their premiere show.
0: Yeah, the biggest show, and that's the end of the AEW Impact partnership. So how well did that go? A Impact. How well did that go? Scott Amore. Oh,
1: but they've still got the good brothers, Rance. Woo!
0: As I say
1: every week when those two's names are brought up.
0: Well done. And they retained, too, didn't they, at Bound for Glory? Which is yeah. even further. Yeah, yeah. Ben mm-hmm. Juice and, and Bay and Hiko and you still rocking with them. So let's talk about this partnership real quick, just for a second. Because the only pro... And I know people. Yeah, they had they had they had a good buy rate that one time. Cool. The only actual pro I can think of of the switch was Kenny got Don Callis, and that has been integral to his character.
1: Yeah, it has been. It also got Don Callis removed from Impact.
0: I mean, I'd rather be an AEW if I was him than Impact. Anyway. No, you're right.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying, like, if we're viewing this from Impact perspective. Yeah from an impact perspective. There is no positive for impact. Yeah. Yeah, we're viewing this from an impact perspective. We enter into this partnership with admittedly the hottest company in terms of momentum right now, probably mm. the hottest company going. Yeah. Um and at the time that we did it, especially they were on fucking fire. Yes. Um so from that perspective, this makes perfect sense. The first couple of weeks, you know, they give you Kenny Omega and this makes perfect sense and it's cool, fine, whatever. They beat your stars in every match. They
0: openly trash your company. Shout out to Tony Khan's commercials. Um, Kenny
1: refused to drop the belt to anyone on your roster.
0: Dropped no, Christian. no crossover between the women, which would have been the biggest positive for AEW possible. Dropped it to the 40-plus-year-old Christian Cage, who
1: I know is admittedly, like, an impact legend, but still. yeah, yeah, nah. Exactly. Exactly. He's come a long way from the days of being the instant classic.
0: Yes, he and he's still great, but, like, no. Um...
1: Like, didn't establish any new stars, didn't sustain any kind of massive growth for the audience. You're right, they did that one big number that one time. But they are literally right back where they started. If not further down than where they started before, because now they they don't even feel like Little Brother. Now they feel they have dropped so far that, like, making fun of Impact feels like making fun of someone with special needs. Damn. Like, it's just like, right. it's, it, it's it's not fair. It's just like, oh, man, like, are we really doing that? Making, it's not their fault that they are who they are. I mean. I, you're right. It is their fault, but I get you. Right. You're right. But you know what I'm saying, though? It feels yeah. so, it's at a point now where it's just punching down.
0: No.
1: And, and it's and it's not fun anymore. They can't but defend
0: it, themselves.
1: They can't, but at the same time, they can't defend themselves, but they also can't get out of their own fucking way and yes. stop you from seeing it.
0: It's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. So I will say that the one positive impact done all last year was they finagled a partnership with New Japan when Ring of Honor has the actual written deal. That's hilarious. Because Suzuki showed up for the tapings, so I mean they're trying to get some juice. And ha- like you said, the forty chuckles. Because had they played this shit right, you're starting your po- your brand new year of wrestling with a new a, tag a, team, a new a new tag team, a, a new tag team in the women's division, a legend who's probably on her last run, who's gonna who can bring a little gravitas to your show. Yep. Uh, a new star made And then a new champion Who's going to help build that star And go back and forth with the storyline And you got Suzuki and the Bullet Club Doing the takeover of Impact Sitting around That's a good place to be if you're Impact And none of that matters anymore Because you just threw it de- And if you played your cards right You have an actual star in Braun Or Bray or Bronson Reed Jonah Rock or all three Nada
1: not a damn one of those things. Just promises, promises,
0: promises. I feel like we should like. I know we don't have the. Uh, I know I don't have the soundboard like everybody else does. But this is the point of the show where I would play the the. Uh, Price is right. The bum 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 bum. Womp womp womp. But anyway.
1: Um, we'll put a ball on this impact shit. We're going to get out of here and pay some bills real quick. And then when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more serious because, you know, we got to go from the 40 chuckles to the 40 assholes.
0: So a lot more assholes than I expected, but that's about right. So yeah. Um, while we're gone, proresentees.com slash the chair shot. Uh, peruse that website and find something that'll help you boys pay these bills and uh, get nice studios like my brother Kyle has.
1: Perhaps a hashtag journalism
0: t-shirt. Hmm. Oh, that may do. Mm. That may do. While you peruse, we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their
0: amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling?
1: thanks for helping us pay those bills y'all um you know we knew it couldn't be all fun and chuckles this week because this is a wrestling show and we got to talk about wrestling news and wrestling news and wrestling fans and wrestling in general is nothing if not also a top success pool full of the best and worst of humanity
0: yeah. you just say that again
1: so uh why don't we start with bad parenting? We were talking a little bit earlier in the show about people keeping poor company. Let's talk about bad parenting and poor company,
0: Brother Ranson. Why don't you lead us in on some fuck shit? So look, man, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about young Izzy. And I am not going to attack nor trash a child. She is still a child. I think she's 15, maybe 16 now. I will never go there. But... It needs to be said and be spoken of that all of the rhetoric around her and her parents in particular has become toxic as fuck. And I'm no pun intended with toxic attraction with NXT. It has become bad. So at go ahead. You guys,
1: something? Um, real quick. You're right. It has become bad but real quick. I want to call out the parents in this one sense like, more on this one thing more than anything else. Imagine, because you are a parent, Rance, and I'm not. So, like, I want you to imagine this from the perspective of the parent. Imagine your kid is pursuing a dream and is becoming pretty successful in that dream. Their name is getting out there. They're becoming pretty well-known. Imagine dusting off your greasy-ass Twitter fingers and getting on outdoors internet and trying to make it about you. And trying to grandstand about you. Mm-hmm. And trying to like put the spotlight on you. Like, can you mm-hmm. even imagine stealing your baby's thunder like that? Never in a million years. It's can you even plan. imagine? teaching your baby that that is how we, like, this is how we carry ourselves when we're out here in the public sphere. Like, that, more than anything about this story, and I'm going to let you continue to lead us in on that story, but more than anything about all of this within this story, I think it's pretty fucking gross for you as a parent to make it about you.
0: It smells, and I know I'm taking, I know I'm jumping out the window here, but it smells a lot, very similar to the uh, super in the news uh, recently, but the Britney Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears situation where her parents, Britney Spears was the biggest star in the world. Britney Spears was worth like three, four hundred million dollars. Jamie Lynn had a budding career as a singer and an, act, and an actress and Their parents fucked them up because their parents tried to control everything about their careers. It wasn't about the children. It wasn't about the talent. It was about the parents. And now you didn't see how much they didn't fuck up Britney. That Britney, I have never seen, I know people I know people who are true they're so mentally messed up. They need to be institutionalized that don't have the holes that Britney Spears has. So like I'm not I'm not comparing the two because they're very different situations. But I've met Izzy and her parents. I've met them multiple times. I've spoken with them. They seemed like pleasant people when I spoke with them. But those parents are trying to get take steal the thunder and the spotlight from the girl. And
1: really what they're what they're really gonna end up doing, and I don't think that they want this to be the case, but here's what they're really gonna end up doing. They're gonna fuck this girl's career up before it even gets started. They are going to fuck this girl's career up before it even gets started because the thing that we're about to get in with MSK shit, this is career suicide. This is career suicide. You are tanking a fellow performer in an industry where having the support of the people in the back is all that fucking matters because they are taking your life in their hands every time y'all step in a room together.
0: So um, real quick, we're going to get to that. I just want to say this real fast. Izzy, sweetheart, and I don't mean that, I I don't mean that from a creepy man, I mean that from a father speaking to a woman, a girl who's almost my daughter's age perspective. You are not a worker yet. You may be involved with the business. You may be allowed to be part of the business, but you're not a worker yet. So this heat you're getting isn't heat. People aren't attacking or talking about your character. You are still a girl. This is not talk we're not, we're not addressing Izzy the character. We're addressing Izzy the human being. So like all of this, she's doubling down. Izzy herself is like all the well, you know, y- 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 y'all can help me if you want, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing cuz I nobody's hating on you. This isn't a character thing. We yeah, can you're find not about you and your life you're and your career.
1: An, you're not booked in enough shows for this to be a like character thing yet. But like to to finish up going in on the parents, you let your daughter be trained by a registered sex offender. Well, for a long time too, by the way. Number one, then you allowed your daughter to be taken under the wing of a racist. Who's been blackballed by every major company in the this industry. Has, except for the one she has some stroke with. Because of the racism and the bullshit and none of the women will work with her. These are the people you've allowed her to have as her gateway into the industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you add this to it.
0: Hit us with the MSK shit, Ransom. So if you have, if you are an ardent, uh, NXT watcher, you've noticed that from day one, MSK's debuted. I mean, you, you, um, most of us have watched the Rascals. You know how fun they are, how high flying they are, great in ring, infectious tag team and personality. But for some reason, a little after they debuted, they've been getting booed and the boos have gotten more and more and more. Now, we know wrestling fans are notoriously fickle. And notoriously like to cheer the people that that you're not told to cheer and boo the people you're told not to boo. Cool. And Full cell, and this isn't Full cell anymore, but that little Orlando Largo Loop group of fans are the smarkiest of the smarkiest of the smarkiest. Yeah. But it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where it's affecting MSK and the way they're portrayed. A report came out. That uh, and even even the bitch Meltzer has uh, confirmed the theory, right? That um, well, let me let me read to you the report. May I? This will do it better. Oh,
1: please do, please do. You have the spotlight.
0: Um, I get with respect to Fightful, who was the best in the game at the news. I'm reading this from Wrestling Inc. Uh, in In 2018, when Izzy was 12 years old, she took on Effie in a match. Shout out to the big homie Effie. One spot blew up on Twitter at the time, and it was when Effie chokeslammed Izzy. The spot had many in the pro wrestling world, from Chelsea Green to Lance Storm, denouncing the spot and discussing how dangerous it could have been for someone that young. Nash Carter, who used to be known as Zachary Wentz, one half of MSK, the white dude from MSK, also denounced the spot. Allegedly, Izzy's parents, the Starbucks, are now leading an effort against Carter over this over this incident. The NXT audience is known to be a faithful group going back to the days of Full Sail University. It's not uncommon to see the same people attending NXT shows. Izzy's parents have allegedly convinced enough people to join them in going against MSK for Winston's comment denouncing the chokeslam he took in 2018. But y'all let a train wrestler know. Career suicide. What is the fastest way to
1: destroy your career as a wrestler? Fuck have up the, the business. Boys,
0: have the boys and the girls hate you in the back, yeah. Fuck up the business. Yep. Because what you're doing right
1: now is you fucking up the business. Yep. Like, like we as a fan base can joke about ha-ha, kayfabe's dad, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. But like the performance art itself is not. And to the performers, the performance still fucking matters. So like if you want to be in the business, you go and get with the program real quick about like playing the storyline
0: for what the storyline is. Yep. And look, I I I am a believer. I was so we were we're recording this on Tuesday night, y'all. I went to Raw last night. Right? And I'm a believer. I spend good money on my tickets. I believe that within reason, you have the right to cheer boo you want. I do. But the reasoning they're booing these people, they're going out of the way to sabotage these two people. Well, because yeah. of some bullshit based off of these two people who have a grudge. That's I'm, glad used,
1: I'm glad you used. I'm glad you use that word sabotage, because like, for real, for real, y'all, they fucking with the money. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you fucking up the money You fucking with the bag here okay? Because if I'm told To be over as a face And I got a sizable portion Of the limited crowd That I'm allowed to perform in front of Who is refusing to cooperate with this And my boss thinks that I can't do my fucking job
0: And I don't get the contract renewed Like you are fucking with my money Shit, there's another story about them that I want to read. Vamp for a minute, because there's another story that I that I read that involved the backstage figuring out something about this. So keep going. Well,
1: like, well, and I mean like then you got shit like so in response to all this heat, you got the mom posting selfies on Twitter talking about I'm Izzy's mama and I love her. Yeah, bitch, we would expect that you love your daughter. Of course you fucking love your daughter. Nobody's asking you not to love your goddamn child. We're asking you and a child to make better fucking choices you hanging out with trash ass people, you sabotaging people's careers, and if she, you really supported her and her effort to make it in this business, you would know better than to have her out here slandering people when that is the fucking job. The job is to tell a story and to be a character and all the shit. And the other thing is the, the fundamental point of the criticism Of that spot at the time was concerned about your goddamn safety. Like, Mm -hmm. accept criticism from people who have been in the business longer than you and move the fuck on.
0: Here we go. All right, go ahead. Sources say the parents, along with the contingent of fans, they convinced to join them in the negative reaction to MSK, were asked to move away from the hard camera side of the arena due to the group visibly booing the team on screen. Go back and watch NXT before TakeOver stand deliver. Their posse is on the hard cam every show, one source said. After TakeOver, a decision was made to move them off the hard cam because of the booing of MSK. But by then, the crowd had been ingrained to boo them because it was cool. Here's the part that really pisses me off. And when I say sabotage, I mean sabotage. Um, further reports. There are further reports that things are potentially getting unnecessarily mean. As one source overheard discontention of the crowd, suggests that they should chant about Nash Carter's late dead father. One source even said that they had overheard a member of the group that was not Izzy or her parents suggest that they should chant your dad's dead to Carter after the NXT Superstar had been vocal on social media about the 12th anniversary of his father's passing in February. NXT yeah, officials were. were and, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. NXT officials were reportedly notified of the comment by a nearby audience member. That's the part I knew where the NXT had to get involved. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Whoever the fuck said that, eat fucking glass. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Like eat fucking glass. What the fuck kind of trash ass behavior is that? People are so fucking gross, and of co- I'm not even fucking surprised. Of course, I'm not even
0: fucking surprised. Fucking Florida man ass bullshit. Yeah, it's it's, it's disgusting. And this, and it like it's what. There's no reason for that whatsoever. No matter, that's, even if you hate the trash. motherfucker. Even if you have a reason to hate the motherfucker, there's no reason for that. But to then to think that this is all stemming over the fact that a dude who's in the business cared about a person in the business enough to say don't do that at that age because it could hurt you further going on in your life and your career. Like, that's just and, fucking trash. That's just fucking trash.
1: And I know, the and I, and I know, and I believe the report as far as it not being Izzy or her parents who said it. But if y'all don't start this bullshit, it doesn't happen. Yep. So you might not have been the one that said it. And I don't believe that you're that level of trash. I don't. I believe you keep terrible company. I believe you make poor fucking choices. And I believe you're slightly egomaniacal. Not even slightly. I believe you're totally egomaniacal. But I don't believe you're like debased garbage people that are just, like, capable of those kinds of thoughts, but you have enabled that,
0: and you have and endorsed it. Such a good word. Enabled and endorsed are so good, because you have. you have. You have taught the crowd that we should hate MSK by any means necessary, and because wrestling fans are sheep, which they are, they boo them. And now, this is going to be a bit of a dick move for me, because I'm not trying to bring this back to Roman, but that's the best example we have in recent memory, because if you go to a house show at back in the day, Roman is massively cheered. But because a small group of people booed him in the arenas, everybody booed him. We've known this is how wrestling fans are forever. Now the fan base down there, they believe they have a reasonable MSK. So if we have a reasonable let's go in all the way. To talk about that man's dad. Bruh, how piece of shit do, do you have to be? Like, that's just so fucking trash. Like, yeah, man. Ugh. It's disgusting. Ugh. But I, I, I knew it was something else that I couldn't remember. But NFC had to get involved. Like, well, they had like yeah, they had to, Absolutely, you got to get involved. Get involved. No, yeah, you man, absolutely got cool. involved at that point. At and that point, is, you definitely yeah. got to get involved. And I'm disappointed with WWE because if y'all know that's the situation they're in,
1: msk Catcher called people? up.
0: They should just got fucking called up and get them, get them out of there. You you can't do anything about who you sell tickets to. You can't do anything about that. What can you do, right? All you can do is if you find people, you can ban them from the banned ticket list. But there's so many people, you can't always properly vet who buys tickets when you sell them from an autonomous program or site. So it, they should have got called up and went to the main roster. They're ready. They've been more than ready. But now yeah. they have to sit down there and deal with this every tuesday and nxt is live so there's no way you can fix it and post so the whole world gets to see these people in this amphitheater now that nxt wrestles in treat these people like this it's not okay yeah no you're right you're right that's like that's totally
1: fucked and and again you know I just say my only advice to Izzy to get it back to Izzy in the situation because that's what it started as. My only advice to her would be, like, just remember part of this business is you have to be able to work with the people in that locker room. And if I'm a member of that locker room or any locker room and I find out that, like, your people are responsible for
0: trying to tank somebody else's career – I'm not trying to work with you, and and with that thought, if I could give us some, some advice as a father, don't go chasing waterfalls. And I say I'm not, and I don't say that to be to be cliche, but and shout out to TLC. But I say that because you got the rest of your life to be a worker. Right now, you're a 15 year old girl. Who is blessed enough and lucky enough to be involved at the small amount that you're in? This is you. Do, you are not a character right now. Understand that and stop acting like you are. The tweets you have. She tweet. She posted a tweet where she was sitting at AW with John Alba and said, "Oh, the internet's gonna blow up when they see this." You are not a fucking character. You are. You don't get heat because you're not working to get heat. What can the heat? that you believe you get, go towards. See, that's why she doesn't understand this shit. That's why she's not a worker yet. Because the whole point of getting heat is to use it to build something. You ain't building shit. You ain't building shit, but a whole bunch of people who loved you and pulled for you their entire fucking lives, or your entire fucking life, and now they don't care about you no more. That's all you're building. So good luck in in five, 10 years when you actually really get trained and get to work in the end. I hope you don't get the same treatment you and your family have been given MSK. You know? And we'll go from
1: one report of people, you know, throwing fits and <laughs> sabotaging shit to other report of people throwing fits and sabotaging shit. And, you know, oh boy. We've avoided talking about this for a while, man. Like The big incident, obviously, that happened over the last week has necessitated that we have to finally bring it up, but, like, shit's been simmering for a while now, and we've just kind of been like, no, no, we don't want to get into that, no, no, we don't want to get into that, it's not worth it, it's not worth it, but, like, the time has
0: come to talk about Charlotte Flair. Oh, indeed it has. Um, Let's start the conversation by saying this. There are a handful of reputable people that I believe stories from. I'll list a few of them, because the three of them were involved in the story. I trust Sean Rossap. Yep. I trust Alex McCarthy. Yeah. I trust Louis Dangor. Yep. Those are the three that I know were involved in this, at least in reporting stuff. And Louis Dangor got something wrong and fixed it because mm-hmm. he was corrected by sources. Right. Mm-hmm. Even our own Greg Demarco, tweeted out. Yeah. And it was a work. And a source hit him up and said, nah, bro, this is real. So, let's start off there. Because anything else from anybody else you're hearing? Like, there's rumors that Sonya Deville wanted to fight her in the back. None of this shit has been reported from reputable people.
1: If that shit were true, though, like... I mean she wouldn't be one she wouldn't be the first one that I stepped to in the women's division.
0: Like, ooh. The ooh. the Street Prophets have a saying, and it's called We We want the smoke and Charlotte wants ooh. to not. Sorry. No, no ma'am. No ma'am. Um did you see the incident before we speak about it? Did you see it live? So I didn't see it live,
1: but I have seen the segment. And the first thing I will say is speaking of Sonia, like you can definitely tell Sonya is like standing there just like, oh bitch, what what the fuck are we doing? No. Why?
0: Why? I'm just I'm, here. I'm just I'm here glad, to work. I'm glad you brought that up. Watch when she drops. We're gonna speak, we're gonna talk about the segment literally. But watch when the belt is dropped or she drops the belt. Look at Pat McAfee and Michael Cole. Michael Cole's like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? And McAfee's like, oh, like that's how you know it's real. Because, like, they're reacting to this shit in a way that they don't react like. And so, but, like, and Sonya's just given this, like,
1: oh, but I am just here to work. Why? Why would you do this to me? Like, I'm literally just here to do my job. Oh, oh my oh.
0: All
1: right. and, like, she's who I felt the worst for in the situation, especially because, like, it, it felt very much like It felt very much like being, you know, caught between Sean and Brett at the height of like it felt very much like being caught in the middle of Sean and Brett at the height of Sean and Brett when they were both on their shit or like being caught in the middle of Austin and Hunter when they were both on their shit. And it's like
0: how how uh, ironic is how ironic is it that Survivor Series is coming up in a month and they're going to have to wrestle probably.
1: But yeah, it felt very much like that because it was just like, okay, so this is just like, I'm here, I'm a worker, I, you know, I have a decently guaranteed job and I do a good job at it, but like, I'm here with these two pillars of the company and like, one of them is totally fucking up right now and I can't really say anything because like, I don't have that kind of clout yet, so like, Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) The the next thing I want to say, real quick, again, before we actually talk about what happened and the shit that happened afterwards is, this was a dumb fucking segment to begin with. We said last week, don't nobody want to
1: fucking see a title change this way. Just last week, we literally said, don't nobody want to fucking see this. Don't nobody want to fucking see this. If you don't fucking do this... This never happens. And if you that? let, well, if you let her drop the fucking title.
0: Yes, Charlotte apparently pushed to drop it to to Bianca last week. Like, if you let her drop the
1: fuck, either let her drop that fucking title, or you let fucking Sasha win the goddamn SmackDown title, like.
0: We could have avoided
1: all of this.
0: Yep. So, yes, WWE deserves the brunt of the blame for putting them in that situation. But let's get to the situation. Yes, the main event of the first SmackDown, uh, this past SmackDown, which is the season premiere of SmackDown, was the title switch, title exchange between Becky and Charlotte. And to Becky's credit, she tried to big it up. And make it seem interesting by saying maybe I'll be Becky two belts again. Gave us a little bit of intrigue. Come out. Sonya brings both of them out. And she goes to take the belts and switch them. And Charlotte uh, proceeds to act like she's going to give her the belt. And then pull away from her. And when Becky goes to grab the belt, Charlotte, she says it was an accident but drops the belt. Now, first and foremost, we we believe in these things too much, like if you drop the flag, you got to burn it, that bullshit. Dropping the title, even though it doesn't mean shit, technically, is considered a no-no in that manner. But the way she did it physically pissed Becky off. And it pissed Sonia off, to your point, because Sonia turned into Daria and looked at Charlotte and said, pick that shit up. And Charlotte picked that shit up. So then, she takes the belt. sorry takes the belt for Charlotte. Then Be- go, Becky goes to grab the belt and Becky throws her belt at Charlotte and Charlotte catches it and then drops it again. By the way, thank God that they moved to Sasha finally coming out because the final segment was Sasha versus Charlotte. But Go ahead, man. You, 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 you. This is we need video, cause, uh, it's cause has been losing so, his eyes for the past two
1: minutes. It's just been such a, cause it's just such a
0: fucking clusterfuck. It's just, it's just
1: such a clusterfuck, and like, it could have all been avoided, but like this is also, you know, this felt so temper tantrumy in so many ways. And, like, you know, people keep bringing up the external things, like, you know, Andrade got fired, and, oh, Flair got let go, or Rick got let go, and the Dark Side of the Ring video, and all that other shit. And it's like, yeah, okay, great. We've all been through shit. That doesn't mean we get to take it out
0: on our coworkers. That's not how this works. Yep. Okay? Um... Do you believe if we're if we're gonna take this time to talk about why Charlotte possibly did that? Because the reports also add that Charlotte has been more and more isolated from the girls and is almost on an island by herself. Very Sean esque, except Sean had the excuse of being fucking hammered. Um, but the rumor is that. Remember, her and Becky were best of best of best of best of friends, like Sasha and Bailey. But they've had problems for a minute, and the rumors are, again, th- this is the rumor had it fucking edition, apparently, because all this shit's about rumors today. But that when Becky called her a plastic in a promo, Charlotte took umbrage to that, and they've had beef ever since. That's a super reason to have beef with your best, former best friend, but I'm not in that business. But how do you feel, or do you, and do you give credence to the idea that Charlotte is so in her own head and so, uh, what's the word I want to look for, not over pushed, but so has such autonomy in the company that she can kind of just ignore everybody and do her own thing to the detriment of situations like this.
1: Well, I mean, I think the way that the company has booked her. May have given her that impression, um, but I also think you know. I think like Andrade makes this worse. I well, think the, that, the tweet
0: like, after you WWE, right after the shit happened, doesn't doesn't help.
1: No, and just like in general, I think that he, you know, fans the flames as opposed to putting them out. Um, you know, like I am all for you know support your spouse, support you know your family like blah 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 like i'm here for that i am i absolutely am but like you know sometimes supporting your spouse and being there for them also means putting the fire out instead of making the fire bigger
0: great point great
1: point and and i feel like you know I could I could buy into some of this isolation and frustration because, like, I could buy into she has had a lot of these things going on. And I can see, you know, everybody copes with grief differently. Everybody copes with stress differently. Some people withdraw. When they are, you know, stressed and freaking out about things. So, like, I could totally see that. But at the same time, like I said earlier, you know we all go through shit, and the thing is, we don't get to take that out on the people we work with.
0: So, with that being said, the reports are saying three specific things about Charlotte. This is the three things that Charlotte basically did wrong while she's being blamed for the situation. She took that. She didn't want to look weak, so took things into her own account uh, with how everything happened, and then. Uh, her and Be- her and Becky Had words out in the back Becky have, And Becky's looked at as Protecting herself because Charlotte tried to One up her on screen And then she left Gorilla without talking To Vince which pissed Vince off and a lot of other People because Vince was trying to figure out what happened And then she was asked to leave the arena So What do you think of all of that from Charlotte's perspective And I ask you that because What Charlotte did was fucked up but I don't know that if that's not that's not something that's not something bad enough to squash the fucking earth with, in my opinion.
1: I mean, my only thought on this legit is, you know who this sounds like for real, for real.
0: John? No. Rick. <laughs> Never would have put that together.
1: Charlotte is her <laughs> daddy right now and her daddy
0: would do. I never would have put that together. That's a good point. She.
1: She sat at the learning tree of the original prima donna. Of the original fuck-up. Of the original I care more about my career than literally anything else and I will burn this earth and I will change companies if I have to because I'm that big a goddamn star.
0: The real world champion. Y'all remember that in 1992?
1: Yeah, like... That is the example that she grew up with. I'm a terrible hmm. father. I'm a terrible husband, but I'm the best damn professional wrestler in the world. That's her daddy. That's
0: a good point. is a great point. It's so a great point. So
1: that's what's, that's what's yeah.
0: happening. Shit. Hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about the Andrade situation. How do you think this affects not her personally, but her reputation in the company? And his. Because it
1: don't look him Well, good I think here's either. the thing. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When he left the first time, there was still potentially a chance that he was, you know, maybe going to go back at some point. Man, when you put in fuck you WWE out on your socials, like, you ain't going back there. At least not in no time soon. I mean Vince will do business if the money's good. Like I, I ain't saying that because like he don't close the door on nobody forever. But like he takes disrespect very personal.
0: And to Andrade's point, it ain't like Andrade that made himself better since he's left. And that's not a diss, cause I like his presentation. He's had good matches, but he's exactly in the same place he was before he left. The periphery of the upper mid card. One hundred percent. You know, I mean,
1: couldn't be me. OK, because so I'm not that talented, but,
0: you know, whatever. Boy, you talented. Trust me. Your nickname says how talented you are. <laughs> 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 quick, quick. Uh, But you talented in other situations, too. Don't say yourself short. The The question in everybody's mind is, is this going to be the thing that causes Charlotte to leave? Where do you stand on that?
1: Is this one particular thing going to be the
0: thing that causes her to leave? No, but you know how there's a straw that breaks the camel's back or the damn finally broke type situation. And there's been a lot of things. you just mentioned. We've mentioned six or seven things that will weigh on a person. Add to that, she's a flare, so I'm sure she feels she doesn't need the WWE. Oh, I mean, if we're being honest,
1: she doesn't. The biggest issue she's going to have, like, if we're being... Super legit. The biggest issue she gonna have is keeping is getting any kind of version of that name.
0: Well, actually, fair work. Because they own the they own the, the term flair. Yeah. Like WWE doesn't own flair. Oh, own flare. they own that? Yeah.
1: Nice. Good for that. Never mind. Yeah. Well if that's the This is the Dustin Rose the, the situation. Well, if, I mean if that's the case, then like all right, good, good, good. You, you protect it, then, you know, f- Ashley Flair would be fine. Um, But, uh, I mean, I, I feel like she was probably going to go. You do. I do.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, in her case, it's kind of like when we were talking about how we think Kevin Owens is going to go.
0: You think Kevin Owens is going to go. I think he's staying, but sure. I don't mind if he goes because I get it. Get your money. No, come back, like, back. Get your Hall of Fame career. Yeah.
1: My thing with them is more just like, what else is there for them to do in WWE? They've done everything. And like now that there is an actual legitimate like place to go, That doesn't necessarily require them to leave the country or anything like that. Yeah. You know, if you've done everything there is to do currently where you're at and like wrestled everybody that there is to wrestle where you're at, then like, yeah, let me go to this other place for, you know, a few years, do my thing over there, show some versatility, change it up a little bit maybe, you know, a few years later I'll go back and, like, there'll be a bunch of people that weren't there when I was there and, like, now I got a whole new set of people and, oh, yeah, by, because I'm coming back, I'm a returning legend now.
0: You know, can I go on a quick tangent? Yeah, go ahead! So many of us as IWC members hate so many of the Vince-isms and I, by that I mean Vince changes the name for this or Vince makes you say all these things on his Twitter stuff and this and that or whatever. This that exact thought process you just explained about Charlotte is why the company goes before the performer. Because there in, in recent memory. And this is with respect to Roman Reigns. There has not been a person they have invested in given more to than Charlotte Flair. They have shoehorned her, and I'm a oh I'm yeah. a of her oh yeah they have, they have shoehorned her at in the expense. every in, and they put it they shoe, they've shoehorned her in every major story they can make. They put her they in that main event at just the to expense put her in. of
1: others in a lot of
0: situations. I'm seeing. So like my she and she's one of the handful of people: Roman, Miz, Bex, Now, Sasha, just a handful: the the Bellas, Cena who do the circuit of, of like, I'm on TV, and I'm going to do an interview here, and I'm on the news, or I'm on Colin Cowherd, or I'm on Jimmy... Fe- she's one of the few people that do that. She is legitimately a star bigger than, outside of wrestling. So, like, if she's going to walk away... And, and not, in a sense, like Rock or Cena or Batista to be an actor and bring back some of that goodwill on the company. No, I'm just gone because I don't like it to happen backstage. That's why Vince Vince can't do this anymore. Now, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair,
1: you know, and I mean, what she's doing is petty, sure, 100%. But to be fair, your loyalty should always be to you and never to the company. The company is going to look out for the company. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. Yes. Your loyalty should always be to you. You feel yes. slighted in some type of way. Bye, yes. bitch. I could go take some other bastard's blood money.
0: Facts. Protect your peace. Poo. I got no problem with her leaving Steve. or why she wants to leave. But I'm just saying, as fans, we look at this and we're like, that's what WWE sucks because Vince won't ever let the performer be bigger than the company. Bitch, that's why. Because then people walk away for no reason.
1: Well, I, so you say You say it's no reason. You say it's I'm, I'm being facetious. I'm I know, fair. I know, I know. But I do think that there is at least some merit to the concept of, like, in a, for certain performance, like a Charlotte or like a Kevin Owens or whatever, like, if I have won every title that this company has, I've been in WrestleMania in every capacity, I've made a, in Charlotte's case, I've main-evented WrestleMania. Um, I do if you, honestly. Yeah, like, you know, I've done Hell in a Cell matches, I've done this, that, and the third, like, you name a first thing for women to do, I've probably done it if it wasn't China. Um, and so, like, from that perspective, I can foresee, in addition to all of the other things, in addition mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. external factors, most the most compelling of which I think is the fact that Andrade is no longer working there. Yeah. Um, I feel like it can definitely be a sense of I have accomplished all that there is to accomplish where I am any further accomplishments are just padding my already hall of fame legacy sure I can go and do things that I haven't done before in this other place and again to AEW's credit for the first time now, I'm not necessarily going to just, like,
0: go make down zero.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to go down a notch, and I'm not going to make no money at all, and I'm not going to, like, be destitute and lose exposure and have to leave the country and sure. any of that stuff. Like, I can just go be a marquee name for this other televised product and What's wrestle work less, wrestle women I haven't wrestled before. And, you know, maybe I do this for a few years, and if there's one thing my daddy has taught me, because I'm a flair, there's one thing my daddy has taught me, it's that I can go and do this for, like, two or three years, and as long as I don't, you know, shit in Vince's duffel bag on my way out the door, he'll, you know, welcome
0: me back. That's all that's, that's 100% right. And honestly, when you say it like that, it makes it, it makes it sound like she should leave. But just think about it from a company's perspective. Then if that's the case, if the cat, if the catalyst for you wanting to leave is you've done everything here. We've given we have pushed you so strong and so hard and so consistently that there's nothing left for you to do in this company. From a company perspective, then why the fuck would I push anybody anymore to this level?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, you're not necessarily wrong. All I'm saying is, like, you can't assume that loyalty is there.
0: You cannot no, no. assume that loyalty sure. is there. My, 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 my thoughts have nothing to do with loyalty. What I'm saying is I'm trying to explain to the wrestling fans why there is that glass ceiling. This is why. Because I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I agree with it. But this is why. Because someone like Charlotte could has been given every single thing possible and the idea that she may be thinking of leaving because there's nothing else, nothing left for me to do, then, then that's why that's why Vince will give someone like Kevin Owens one title reign and put him back in the mid card. And it's 70 more years for he gets a championship. Or Finn Balor or Kofi Kingston or these people. That's why, because there's nothing for them to strive for anymore. Right? Roman, Roman is, first of all, was Roman ain't never leaving because the uh, NOIA family is heavy in that company. But he's he's chasing Bruno. Ain't gonna happen. But you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just saying like I can imagine being from the perspective of a Booker or being from the perspective of a higher up in a wrestling company. If I'm gonna give this woman twelve fucking championship reigns and she's won the world Rumble, she's the first Hell in the Cell. She's a 2 time NFC champion. She's main event at WrestleMania. She's main event at SummerSlam. She's main event at Survivor Series. She's done, main event at every pay-per-view possible. Done everything but one t- Uh, not TLC, Money in the Bank, which she'll probably win this year. Everything to do. And now you're gone because I gave it to you all? I ain't gonna give you nothing no more. No, no different than this. Kyle. If you had a boyfriend, and every time you went out, you gave you bought your boyfriend flowers or candy, whatever it is he want, he wanted, and took him to the finest fucking restaurant. And you did that for six fucking months. And then finally y'all get serious, whatever, and you start taking this motherfucker to McDonald's. He was like, bitch, I'm not taking that. What you gonna do? The next boyfriend you get, McDonald's first, homie. Right? I mean,
1: my boy and
0: I ate hot dogs at Costco for dinner tonight. Oh, you got that's, a good one! But you—that's that's <laughs> that's where I'm you at. Got, I, you got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got you got one that I absolutely—I uh, I fucks with. So, but you know you, and, and I know it's a stupid analogy, but man, like, some maybe you shouldn't give these people everything at once. And I know that sucks for fans because fa- we all want our favorites to be pushed how we want right now, immediately, to everything because of what I want. And then they leave. And then the company's left fucked.
1: I mean, I will be... not I'm sure not the first to say, but I will gladly say, you know, I'm not saying Charlotte shouldn't be a Grand Slam champion or anything like that, but like, damn, girl, you should not have no 12-ass world titles. No, like, like her Sasha... Years? No. Her and Sasha's title inflation, because of the way that they handled that Raw women's division during the early part of the brand split, where, like, the two of them just traded the Raw women's title back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, forth every fucking month. Like, no, no, why are you a fucking 13-time women's champion? Like, why are we playing hot potato with these titles? You know, and I'm not even saying that, like, Reigns gotta be super fucking long, but, like, you know, like, hold the belt for more than a month. Goddamn.
0: Well, that's true, because don't hold the belt for shit.
1: Nah, her yeah. and Sasha both, like, that's the thing about but like both of them, is it's like, they both get the title, and they hold it for, like, a month, maybe a month and a half, and then they lose the title.
0: Neptune agrees, by the way. Yes, he does. Neptune <laughs> Um, I will say, everything I just said, Actually, Flair and AW could be interesting.
1: Oh yeah. Flair versus Britt Baker would be a great match. Well
0: that's but Flair for, versus no, Thunder Rosa would be a great match. No one fucking Tony. Flair and Britt Baker will be the second night she debuted after she debuts. That's the type of shit. What Tony do you mean
1: what there. do you mean the second night? No one fucking Tony Flair will debut against Britt
0: Baker. <laughs> I was trying to give the dude some benefit of the doubt.
1: No, 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 no. This one we do actually know how they'll do. They'll have uh, Joker's Wild Battle mm-hmm. Royale mm-hmm. and, she'll be, and she'll be the Joker card because that's what, that is what AEW always does. If there's any kind of big person returning or big person debuting, they're fixing to be the Joker in some kind of Joker match.
0: Shout out to Ruby Soho.
1: Shout out to Hangman uh, Page,
0: Ryan Shout Cage.
1: Leah Rush,
0: Matt Seidel. Yeah, it's a trope. The whole last trope. The only one that didn't work was Mercedes Martinez. That's yeah. That's facts. But she was the first in the first women's battle royal, she, the considered battle royal. She was a joker, and I don't know if she ain't want to sign there or they ain't want to sign her. Uh, but didn't work out. But I mean, look, I'm obviously, more more so, a guy like Kevin Owens, if he leaves, it'll hurt because I'm a WWE fan, of course. But I know he, he'll he be great anywhere he goes. And he is, technically, he's been a journeyman. He's he worked everywhere. Charlotte, ain't, Charlotte was trained by WWE, right? Charlotte was trained n- believing she's going to be the female rock, right? Mm-hmm. Like Roman was mm-hmm. trained there. Bray Wyatt was trained there. Braun Strowman was trained there. I used them because they gone as an example. But you know what I'm saying? So like it would suck to see a person that you gave every bit of your stock into. It's it's uh, um a what, what my boy Mike Jones say. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Flip it. Like I made you what you are. And that's a movie, isn't it? I don't know, probably. Is that she's all that? Or am I reversing it? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, WWE glowed up, gave her everything, tra- trained her from scratch, gave her, made her a household name, and she's like, I appreciate it, pimping. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Bruh, B- steam will be popping out my ears, dog. No.
1: I mean, you know, again, no loyalty for the billionaires.
0: Power to the work. No loyalty to anybody. No loyalty to anybody. I'm loyal to. I'm loyal to you, sir. How about that? Aw,
1: oh, thanks, baby. In oh. the meantime,
0: why don't you tell the good people where they can find you? Uh you can i I'm trying I can't do that to funny tonight. If you can follow me at Charlotte W Charlotte WWE. <laughs> um, I'm at it's Ray Cash, it's R E Y as Mysterio, C A S H as in Dollars. And of course, at Outsiders H C S and at the chair and at chair Shop Media, always use your head and whatnot and so forth.
1: <laughs> I am at Dr. Smores. Um And again, we are part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Always use your head.
0: Uh, well, Go buy some shirts. And
1: as always, y'all, remember, we here at The Outsiders Ads are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with some of those hard facts like, Izzy, you need to keep better company, girl. Think about what you're doing, sweetheart other times we're going to hit you with them honest facts like impact on impact and moose you need to keep you better company but no matter what y'all we're just out here chasing our dreams and you got to respect that cause if you don't well just like Izzy's parents don't respect other wrestlers
0: we sure don't give a fuck. Just like Charlotte said to that title when she dropped it, fuck it. Thanks for
1: listening. We'll catch you next
0: time.